0: The Frankie Files. I'll be launching the use of a new hashtag, Occupy Cults. Occupy Cults certainly speaks for itself. It's time that we get the word out about the damage these cults do financially, emotionally, psychologically, sexually, generationally. And that's part of what prompted me to begin speaking out. The hashtag OccupyCults should be placed on anything you want the awareness raised on. I notified the press my list that I used, and I hope that it will help them find stories to raise the awareness and to disseminate this information even more widely than it is now. So check out the hashtag OccupyCults. Wear it on a t-shirt. Chalk it on the neighborhood. Get the word out. Occupy OccupyCults means just that. Pay attention to what's going on. Those survivors who are trying to speak out need your support. It's extremely difficult for us. So thanks for listening and uh, check out OccupyCults, the hashtag. You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 60 of Frankie Files Podcast. I'm Frankie Teats. So it's my second year speaking out about my cult experience. See FrankieFilesPodcast.com for more info on that. And one thing I'm encountering is other people from Morningland Community, Morningland Cult, Morningland Corporation, the Monastery. Today, I'm going to read an article I wrote last year in August on my Substack, but I want to preface it. My goal in coming on my own podcast, talking to press and other podcasts is sole purposed to expose those leading morningland right now as corrupt. This is a true crime podcast with recovery information thrown in. And while there is an expectation for me to be associated with x-morninglanders.com, I want to be very clear. I'm not in any way associated with the website, its authors, and never was. One person recently contacted me and asked if I wanted my website listed there, and I told them they could list frankiefastpodcast.com. That's pretty much the extent of the association, with the exception of the two interviews I've done with Gopi X and with Leo. My goal is to expose the religious criminals who founded and trained new leaders to carry on their crimes, human trafficking, sex abuse, financial exploitation, They often do this by promising healing in Morningland. It's been 50 years they've been doing this. And now the female leader is buried, entombed under the compound at 2600 East 7th Street. To truly heal from your Morningland experience. For all of us to truly heal, we need to get the truth of what went on there. Stop recognizing previous titles are real they are a sham i was almost a gopi so what and donato and shri were a couple of new age grifters who got one over on thousands of people my perspective is unique because i was a kid watching all these crimes being indoctrinated by those committing them quite aggressively they used terms hypnosis fake healing and psychology, and being psychic, and science fiction to get it done. Using the same images, terms, and ideas lets me know you're still programmed. You're still hypnotized and asleep believing these ideas. While I acknowledge quantum physics and that there are unseen forces in this world, I do not subscribe to any of the New Age doctrine once you start trying to read everything as an omen, you open yourself to continue to look for those signs and anyone can co-opt that. You're then enslaved, looking for the next clue. I'm sorry, but that's what astrology was all about for me. I believe we must fight to create our own destinies and I'm fighting my morningland programming from age eight to 22 on a daily basis, and I'm reporting what I'm finding mm-hmm. on my podcast. I urge you to get to reprogramming yourself. Stop trusting people just because they're ex morninglanders and realize that these ranks have been infiltrated. I'm sure of it. Leadership at Morningland have always been secretive and underhanded. I know this for a fact, a reason why this show seeks to remain transparent and simple in its focus. Morningland has hurt a lot of people, and Donato and Shri and the Gopis plus the Lama use psychic reading and healings to rob people of energy, money, and their futures quite overtly family separation, coerced divorce, are only a couple of examples. The reason Morningland is still open is because the truth of its destructive roots and nature are enshrouded in tales of mystic turtles, bread-giving, and yoga. It's all bullshit. A racket, a scheme, a money laundering, and we need direct reports on this from 1990 forward. We need details. The Signal Tribune is still calling for stories. And also, so is this show. That's sigtrib.com. They published an article, Is There a Cult Operating in Long Beach? You might like to read that. And I will read that in another episode. I'm not a Donato supporter. I'm just going to say this because there's so much confusion in the ranks. That means... I believe that man is a part of this grift, highly manipulative, and he ran a sex ring with all the gopis. Let's get it out there. It's their 50th year. It's time to set these stories straight and in the news and in anywhere possible. Morningland is a sex cult. Nothing more. Don't be fooled by their hypnotic chanting and all the false healing claims. Their gift is the grift. Nothing more. Enough said. The Frankie Frankie Files Files. Okay, getting to this next segment. So I wrote an article at frankietes.substack.com, August 2022. It was entitled, The Centrific Circles of My Cultic History... Two Degrees of Separation from Dr. Lawlish to Morningland Church to Me. Let me read it and interject some updates. Here we go. As I prepare for an important interview with Professor Emerita of Sociology at the California State University, Chico, Dr. Yanya Lalish, bits of my own history with Morningland cult are being unearthed. I'm forever tied to the history at 2600 Street in Long Beach, California. Not by choice, since I went there as a kid. I was indoctrinated and separated from my family there. I started reading Dr. Doctor Lalish's book, Bound Choice, in preparation for her upcoming podcast appearance. And it's so densely informative that I had filled each page with notes in the margins of which there were spacious areas in the book. She knew. But the story of Morningland keeps getting more entangled for me. I was doing some research on Morningland Church, now named the Monastery, in case you readers do not know. That's where I was involved from age 8 to 22. And I left in 1987. I was on the Chamber of Commerce website and found reviews that had been up there for years, and some were new. Morningland has been around since 1972 the reviews were scathing. That's not what surprised me, though. What surprised me was the Lawlish connection, and I was already talking with her when I found this. In one of the reviews, a writer said that Dr. Lawlish had written a book partly covering the lives of children ditched by cult leaders, and that one of the people she interviewed was the child of Sri Donato, leader of Morningland. lawlish had interviewed the daughter of Shri Donato, I was stunned reading this. What's so strange is that my master, Sri Donato, would trafficking take to her bosom, in more ways than one, two young red-headed twins, my sister and I, and she would come to treat us like spiritual daughters, training us, enslaving and indoctrinating us, all the while neglecting her own children and rejecting them 100%. She had a son as well. I never met the daughter of the church's leader, but I replaced her in some way. Though Morningland was considered a dangerous cult, as dangerous as Heaven's Gate during its time back then, the world does not know that. And I am about to speak to someone who does, Dr. Lalish. This is significant. Sri had called my sister and I reincarnates of Egyptian lineage, so much bunk, and created a spiritual order for us called the Daughters of Isis. We were handmaidens to her and other female clergy in all senses. What a hypocrisy to her children who did not have access to a mother. In turn, the leader separated us from our mother, all to gain full access to these little minds and bodies of ours, And she went on to treat her new daughters ancestrally. And this seems so insane to me now. Finding someone who knows the smaller cult I survived is some serious serendipity. During this future interview, I'll be sure to ask her of the interview for her book. The cult leader's daughter also wrote a memoir on this topic. Lynn Sperado is her name. And if you'd like to see the interview, I'll put it in the show notes, okay, of Dr. Lodge. I'm more convinced now than ever that the size of the cult or religion is not as important as their lasting impact. And a comment, there are so many New Age cult splinters, very small groups, destroying people morningland had a lasting impact in the area its members its members families and on several generations of friends who lost members to the group by death i.e. fake healing, etc., or by emotional catastrophe caused by psychopathic tendencies of the leaders, especially Sri Donato, but they started it together. It also pushed out publications and traveled to USA locations as well as Canada that I am aware of. One note about the gravestone of Donato is chilling. Avisha, colon, 1971. Mahasamadhi colon, 1976. We are all one. I found a local blogger who commented that this person looks like they lived only five years on Earth. A bit funny, that. In addition to the odd historical element of reviews listed on the Chamber of Commerce website, there's an article which was written in 1997 after Heaven's Gate had committed mass suicide in '96, which I found at x-morninglanders.com. The article was entitled... Quote, just like Heaven's Gate, some members also believe a spaceship will deliver their souls from Earth. Sunday, March 30th, 97, by Susan Pack, Long Beach Press-Telegram. Morningland has had its earthly problems. In 1980, the state investigated the church for allegedly trying to bribe a former lieutenant governor. Nobody was convicted. Accusing church members of harassing his sister after she broke up with a member, a Bellflower man confessed to planting a, dynamic, a dynamite bomb at the church in 1986. Former members told the Press-Telegram in 86 that sham marriages were arranged for immigration purposes and husbands and wives were persuaded to split up. Some members donated thousands of dollars to the group. Jeff Paul, who lived next door to the church from 1980 to 95, said he heard a female voice haranguing members throughout the night. In addition, there was the quote from neighbors who would watch the goings-on at the church located at 7th and Molino in Long Beach, California. The 40-year-old teacher said a woman used to sit in her car outside the church, hoping to catch a glimpse of her daughter's. Ties with families were discouraged, said a 54-year-old Long Beach businesswoman who was a church member during the late 70s and early 80s. That woman was my mom. Those daughters are me and my twin sister. It's one of the most cruel and sad things I ever participated in, the shunning of my mom at the direction of Sri Donato. In fact, my mom has a recording of clergy that's Gopi Shokru, Gopi Saravati, and Kamizi X5 now called the Lama coming to her car and harassing her verbally. All the while, we were hidden from her inside and never knew of this. The church was acting more like a cult than anything. You're listening to the Frankie Files. Frankie Files com. I often wonder why it was tolerated by the neighbors. Perhaps because like so many, they didn't know what to complain about or to report. Not even the people living there illegally in a commercial zone. I'm not alone. I'm in a community online of many survivors of new age religious cults and other such people. It's amazing to connect with people who've had similar experiences. I'm grateful to finally unburden myself. I also have a lot of wisdom to share. It only took me 35 years to get the courage. I have it now. So Morningland was proud to be associated with the People's Temple, Jim Jones based in San Francisco originally, and other California organizations during that time. Sri Tanada would even mockingly have people drink Kool-Aid in a small Dixie paper cup during certain classes to test people's loyalty. My mother recounting, just such a time, and yeah, she drank it, was thinking this was some sort of joke. That is very disturbing to me and something I had never heard until recently. The dangerous cults during the 60s and 70s have infected many ways of thinking in the United States. That is what we as society are now dealing with, The sheer neglect of people and kids that took place in these cults needs to be used as a cautionary tale. Morningland, renamed the monastery, is a great cautionary tale to learn from. I'm here to facilitate that using my podcast and this column. Of course, I'm reporting on more than just my cult, but this particular story is long, strange, and a journey that I now am forever tied to. At least now I'm public about it. No longer have to hide and no longer need to keep the secrets of the sadistic leadership. Exploiting the weakness to amass a following of thousands before there was an internet. The church was founded in 72, some say 73, and it is going on at present. The damage is not yet over. They are now advertising themselves as an intentional community of yoga. The new grift and name are par for the course for cults that face legal trouble, regime change, or bad reputations in the press. You may find their new words and public image interesting. They're trying to live forever. Cic.org forward slash directory forward morningland dash monastery. Though stating that they do not maintain a web presence, they are. They now have a one-page site at morninglandcommunity.com, which is confusing to me. For several years, the branding for this next generation leaders following after the founders died had been the monastery. Now I see they're using both. I guess they can't make up their minds? What's driving the indecision? Inquiring minds want to know. Are you trying to ditch the name or not? And yes, I've tried to contact them, but no one answers the phone anymore. The one page states their Sunday service time and their phone number, as well as their location. I'd like to think that my constant posting of detailed information about what I survived there and how it destroyed my family is raising flags about its activities. I hope citizens nearby are concerned as I am. They should be. To set the Wayback Machine, one of the things this church is known for is a bomb threat that failed to detonate. Let me tell you this story now. In the 1980s, a guy planted a bomb at the church. He was mad because the church was aggressively bothering his sister who had broken up with a member, trying to recruit her too. He left a device there and drove away. The rain dampened the device to prevent the dynamite from exploding. I was asleep 100 feet or less right above where it was planted. He hadn't heard an explosion, so he started coming back to plant another one. One of the leaders on premise was asleep in her quarters, Gopi Saravati, and heard an odd click, the detonation failing, and called police. My sister and I were not supposed to be illegally living there, and Mom had been kicked out. The clergy had us go across the street where we watched the scene unfolding from a bay window close enough to the bomb, to still die from it if exploded. Of course, we look through the shades, not to tip off the police that we were still there. Police evacuated a two-mile radius, and the bomb squad came and took the device. The man was apprehended when he was arriving to do it again with another detonator and another set of explosives. Being so young, I didn't think a thing about watching the whole block around me be evacuated, but stupidly still hiding across the street within explosion range. I was scared, and I did what I was told. This memory shows so much about Morningland Cult. They're aggressive in recruiting. They care zero about their devotees and put my sister and my life at real risk that day more than once, I personally had 100% risk of this thing exploding while I slept in the upstairs level of the building, and not because of anything I had done. Later that day, the bomb squad famously took the device to the beach a few miles away and buried it in the sand to explode it safely. It made all the news. The explosion was huge. Check Google for that, circa December 1986, and see for yourself. These same people, minus the original leader, she's buried under the building, are on the property, living illegally, and behaving in the same way with their mind-numbing beliefs in spaceships, new age consciousness, meditation, and such, and have never successfully been charged with anything, to my knowledge. That's what I live through, and that's why my focus on this is a true crime focus. Morningland is a sex cult. Morningland is a destructive religious new age cult, and though their leader has died, they still practice what they were trained to do. Beware. And thanks for listening, as always. Keep critical thinking. Cults, coercion, and sexuality in society. These are the topics for the Frankie Files. I'm Frankie T's your host and I'll continue to focus on my own family story as well as news and recovery info for those who've survived especially the adult children of cults new each Tuesday see frankiefilespodcast.com for more